Would you pray with me, please? Father in heaven, what a comfort it is to know that the almighty God of the universe who made it all knows our name and knows who we are intimately. And that such a powerful God would take his power and craft it into a love and a light that shines and flows all over us. Thank you, Father, for your love and your grace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, good morning. Did you all blow in this morning? It's one of those two hands on the wheel days, yes? I was talking with Chuck this morning. He had the same experience I did, going down the road, gust, and all of a sudden I'm, I'm in the other lane. How many of you had that experience this morning? Yeah, I know. Be safe out there. As you know, if you've been here since the first of the year, we've started the new year by taking a look at church. And we decided that the best biblical definition of church is that church is the people of God. And then we tackled the question, why go to church? Why get out of bed Sunday morning and go to church? And we decided that We go to church because it's God's idea that His people get together, all together at the same time. And, well, God wants the best for us, and He ought to know what's best for us, because He is, after all, God and made us. And we looked at one key reason, at least, that God knows it's a great idea for us to get together, all together, at the same time. I suggested to you that maybe God wants us to do church because it invites us, forces us, challenges us to both bless and be blessed by others who are different than we are. We grow in an iron sharpens iron way when we mix it up with people who have different strengths and weaknesses than we do. And when we do that, when we commit to such unity in diversity, the power of that witness in particular to a world longing for a place, a people to belong to, is breathtaking. God can really use that unity in diversity witness in particular to welcome more people into his family, into his people of God. Which brings us to our question this morning. The questions have been getting closer and closer to home. And so I'm going to ask this question this morning. Why go to this church in particular? Why would you go to WBCC, West Bowles? The answer begins where we began several months ago, and that's with something called Shema. As you recall, when Jesus is asked to name the most important commandment, when Jesus is asked to name the greatest commandment, and even when he is asked what we must do to inherit eternal life, the answer Jesus repeatedly gives is his interpretation of Shema, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might, and love your neighbor as yourself. 
And then Jesus goes on to say something quite remarkable about love God and love others. Jesus says that all of Scripture rests on these two commands. In other words, nothing from Genesis through Revelation doesn't somehow relate to love God and love others. Those two commands, to love God and love others, summarize. They bottom line. They provide the very foundation for God's amazing word, every word of it. All truth must rest on love God and love others. Jesus says so. And that's why very soon now we will unveil some new logos for West Bowls. Now, they're a little bit fuzzy because I'm not supposed to have them yet. And my cut-and-paste expertise is not the best. So um, I guess since I'm showing them to you now, we've already unveiled it. I'll probably get in trouble for that. We're still tinkering with it, but we're close. Maybe the next one, Micah, is that a little bit sharper for you? We're tinkering, but we're close. We chose to put our name right alongside of what God himself says should ultimately define and mark his people of God, our love of God and love of others. It's our dream, our vision, that we steadily, as this people of God at least, more and more make our church, make our name, make who we are synonymous with love God Love others. Let's try and see where we are. I say West Bowles, you say? Not bad, but we've got work to do, I think. So bottom line this morning, why go to this church? If you are interested, if you are called, if you have a heart for joining in with the people of God who are dedicated to equating the name of Jesus with love God and love others, This is a church, this is a people of God for you, so help us God. A friend who is a student of Abraham Lincoln shared a story with me during our series on Shema last fall. If any president feared God and knew Jesus as his Lord and Savior, it would seem Lincoln did, especially toward the end of his life when he was faced with so many tragedies in particular. The Civil War, War, it's reported, absolutely devastated Lincoln. And then when his son Willie died of typhoid fever, in addition to his own guilt and grief over his son's death, his wife sunk deeper and deeper into mental illness, which of course tore Lincoln apart even more. And this mounting tragedy, as it often does, pushed Lincoln evermore to God. Lincoln was always quick to quote Scripture, calling the Bible the greatest gift God had given the human race outside of Jesus himself. And yet, Lincoln, by his own admission, never joined any church, never really plugged in to any diverse group of the people of God. And we have some insight into why not, why Lincoln never joined a church. One biographer explains it this way. Lincoln was a uniter, not a divider. He never joined a church, 
and he refused to endorse any particular Christian dogma. Apparently, Lincoln felt the church was divisive rather than unifying. But now listen to what Lincoln told one congressman about it. When any church will inscribe over its altar as the sole qualification for membership, the Savior's condensed statement of the substance of both law and gospel, that is, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind and love thy neighbor as thyself, that church will I join with all my heart. The biographer continues, that's the magnetism of Lincoln's faith. It transcends the trivialities that divide us. So guess what? Abe Lincoln would join our church. Isn't that kind of cool? So if Abe Lincoln would, why wouldn't you? Amen. Let's go. No, I'm just kidding. Why go to this church? My first answer this morning to that question, and it's foundational, I believe. Why go to this church? For starters, because we are committed, so help us God, to live out in community God's command to love God and love others. And to pull last week's emphasis as voiced by Abraham Lincoln this week, we are committed, so help us God, to do it in a way that indeed transcends the trivialities that divide us. I was invited to our young adults group this past Thursday night to teach a bit about the name they chose for themselves. Acacia. Say Acacia. Amazing name, by the way. Acacia is a type of tree in the desert that is cherished for its life-giving shade. That young adult group has a God-sized challenge ahead of them to live up to their name, and they will. I have no doubt, so help them God. But later on in the evening, Craig asked the group to give one-word descriptions of their most positive experiences that they have had in church. I still need the last slide up there, Micah. Somehow you got one ahead. Thank you. They've given one-word descriptions Many in this church, and some from previous church experiences perhaps, just listen to their responses, even as you can read them on the screen. Love, acceptance, support, dedication, anchor, time, as in a place to spend relational time together, belonging, relationship, reliable, community, selfless, friendship, connection, witness, unifying, identity, stability, hope, being greeted, encouragement. That's the church at her best. Meeting that deep human need to be unconditionally loved. Is it too much to ask that West Bowles 
become more and more synonymous with all of these different words and many more like them that describe the love of God and the love He has through us for others? Is it too much to ask? I know that these words capture what's most in my heart for our church. But to realize them, to experience them in their fullest, takes a committed level of intimacy that does not come easily to many, including me. It asks us to do far more than come to church on Sunday morning or Wednesday night. The commitment to love in this way requires that we jump in, all of every part of us, to the hard work of developing deep relationships over time. This commitment to love in this way requires us to put up with other people from time to time that will drive us crazy because they are different than me. We need to commit ourselves to this messy, difficult, often dramatic task of intimacy. If you're interested in that, then our commitment to such intimate family belonging is a great reason to go to this church. Shane Hips, in his book, Flickering Pixels, makes an outrageous statement. He suggests that church should be where our richest and deepest relationships are. Can you imagine that? That's almost as outrageous as Jesus' foundational command to love our neighbors as ourselves, neighbors that include, Jesus says, those we might label as our enemies. Outrageous? Yes. Deeply needed, both here and in the world? Absolutely. Used by God in outrageously powerful ways? No doubt. You see, if we can't love each other in here, if people of God can't love other people of God in a way that transcends the trivialities that divide us, we have no chance, zero, of witnessing God's love to not yet people of God. None, because our actions undermine our words. We cannot witness God's love to others when we cannot love each other. The world sees through the hypocrisy. Love here, in here, your fellow people of God before even thinking of asking someone to join a loving people of God. We need to have a love each other people of God before inviting someone to join it. There's nothing compelling to be a part of when the people of God don't love each other as themselves. There are additional reasons to go to this church. And while my list isn't exhaustive, I'll highlight a few more. We embrace and hold high God's Word, the Bible, as God's inspired, authoritative, trustworthy revelation to us of who He is and how we are to respond in life and with our lives. In a world where advocating absolute truth is increasingly held in disdain in favor of the more me-friendly relative truth foolishness, God's Word is the absolute truth, period. And as long as I'm here, so help me God, the Bible will continue to be the bedrock of all we do, all we teach, 
All we are, and that's why we've embraced Jesus' summary of the Bible as our own. Love God and love others, period. And if you enjoy looking at historical, cultural context of Scripture, putting flesh and bones on the people we read about in the Bible, getting to know them as completely as possible, well, that's another reason to go to this church. Those of you who have been here any length of time know that that's a window in a scripture, into Scripture that especially fascinates me because I think it's especially helpful in discovering how to live out God's words. I am one who is not ashamed. I am proud of our rich heritage as the people of God, a people of God extending back to as long as there has been a people of God. Adam and Eve, Abraham and Sarah, Isaac and Rebekah, Moses, Joshua, David, the prophets, all belong to the same heritage of Jesus, the disciples, Paul, and you and me. They are also a part of our people of God, a part of who we are. Their lives are not simply there to be distilled into theological principles. Their lives are not somehow lesser in importance as stunning examples of how we are to live today as people of God. Were they perfect aside from Jesus? Of course not. Did they make mistakes? Yes, of course they did. Did they have it all right? No. But you know what? We're not perfect. We make mistakes too, and we don't have it all right either. And you know what else? Those people faithfully ran their portion of the race as people of God until they handed the baton off to the next person until it was handed down in love to us. And I will continue to celebrate that complete people of God heritage here. We have been grafted into the same tree as those original people of God, God tells us through Paul, And Paul warns us that we dare not run around in arrogance like some sort of separate tree. (laughs) Other reasons to go to this church include our interest and focus on the arts and expressions of creativity in all their beautiful forms. My goodness. Take a look around you here and around the church at the facility that God has given us to show the world who he is. A stage, literally patterned after the Temple Buell Theater downtown Denver, only ours is bigger. Seriously. A stage that beckons us, demands that we use it to its fullest and best use to help reveal God. And make no mistake, While our point or end is certainly not to entertain people, we strive for excellence in all we share because the people we are trying to reach, our culture, can hear God's voice through so many more media than just drawn-out preaching, lecture, and words. Now, I'm sure I can get an amen to that. When people are moved in ways that only music and drama and comedy and the arts can move them, it gives God the precious opportunity to speak and for them to hear His voice. In addition to what you'll find in here on stage and screen, we've recently committed to putting on display from time to time 
Some of your expressions, some of the people of God's expressions of painting and sculpture and art throughout the building. If you haven't yet noticed Katie Cooper's metal sculpture hanging near the coffee bar, be sure to check it out on your way out this morning. I think she'll be there to talk to you about it, answer some questions if you have them. It's called Fight. It's an expression of the hope that prayer gives us in life's often tough or adventurous circumstances. And just because it's there, it's also a significant reminder and part of who we are here at West Bowles. We're excited to include and share our artists' creative expressions, hanging them from the rafters. If you desire to participate with others in community in creative, dynamic ways, singing, playing, dancing, acting, painting, sculpturing, hopping, whatever. That may be a reason for you to join us and go to this church. We also have a long history of deep commitment to young people, kids and teens and young adults still trying to find their way. Since younger people especially in many, many ways are on the front line, are the focused target in a culture war against all sorts of worldviews desperately determined to win them over to lies. If you want to mean something important in the life of someone coming along behind you in age and experience, someone who desperately needs you by their side in the battle, then that's the reason for you to go to this church. We're also committed to missions. Now, we define missions to include, frankly, everything we do here inside and out. It's all really our mission or missions. But in the more traditional understanding of that term, our missions include local outreach, like Beyond the Walls, where a group of men, mostly, sometimes women, I think, help, but where a group of men go around and help with home repair and upkeep and moving stuff for people who need the help. Globally, we strive not only to send money or materials, though we do from time to time as the need arises, as presently in Haiti, but we also strive to develop long-term lasting relationships around the globe, as with our ongoing deepening relationship with Pastor Elsa Gomez and her church El Shaddai in Lima, Peru. And that leads me to one final reason, at least to highlight this morning, that needs to be mentioned There is, I've discovered in the three years that I've been here, there is deeply embedded in this church a God-sized hunger for the hurting and the lost. It permeates you and drives you and compels you. I've tasted it and I've seen it. To use all that we have and all that we are to love the loveless and care for the poor and struggling, and hurting. This was a church that through the Columbine tragedy also found empathy and love for the young men responsible for it and their families. This is the love of God, and it's what the church has stood for since its inception. And of course, to share God's unbelievably good news of Jesus Christ with those who haven't heard or haven't yet responded. You see, around here, a life is not about me or us, so help us, God. 
It's about others, ultimately, that haven't yet discovered the love of God. Like I said before, there are more reasons for why I go to this church in particular, but to get into all of them, I would have to bring each of you up here to introduce yourselves and tell your story. Look around you. There are some 900 reasons to go to this church. You have in your bulletin, Brad talked about it, a two-sided card that lists the different Love God, Love Others groups that we have in our church so far. Go ahead, put hands on it. It's kind of cool. It's like plastic. And I, look at all the opportunities for each of us to dive in with each other. Sometimes I hear that someone has a hard time plugging in at West Bowles, and that always causes two reactions in me. Both start with R. The first reaction that I have when I hear it is, Rats! You know, what can we do better to find a place for you to love God and love others? I hate hearing that. We're committed to providing everyone a place to love God and love others, and shame on us if we don't. Help us to know how we can do it better if you haven't found a place yet to plug in. The second reaction at the same time I have when I hear there's just no place for me is something like this. It starts with R. Really? See, it's either or at the same time, rats, or really? I can't speak for anyone else, but I can speak for me, usually. The times in my life where I didn't feel like I could find a place in my church to fit in, when I take a hard and selfless look at why not, I confess to you it was in part at least because I didn't want to accept the hard work of relating to all the other weird people. Weird, of course, because they weren't just like me. Because, of course, I'm the normal standard. So I ask you to consider, if you haven't yet plugged in to what we're doing here, why not? If the fault's ours, as I'm sure it is at least in part, we'll do our best to do our best. But if this is indeed our best, and to date at least it is, would you ask yourself if maybe the reason you haven't yet plugged in somewhere to this task of developing more intimate relationships with these other people of God, maybe the reason isn't us or them, but it's you. See, if you wander into any one of these areas of the people of God and you look around and there's no one there like you because they're all weird, or if they're doing everything wrong and nothing right according to the book of you, well, maybe rather than turn and leave indignant and disappointed and discouraged, you might consider praising God. Because just maybe... You can learn something if you'll only humble yourself to fellow people of God. I know, probably not. How could you possibly? But maybe. And, and, maybe that's why God had you wander in there. Because you have something to add to 
to suggest to to bless the others who are there not like you. Now, next week, I can't wait, at 9 a.m., we are suspending all Sunday school classes. Nothing else except child care will be going on in the building. And we're doing that so everyone can join us in the GP underground for a people of God fair. Whoa, sounds like fun, don't you think? Next slide, Micah. I'm terribly off. I'm sorry. Or maybe just a cautious amen with a question mark. Amen? Maybe you've heard of job fairs. Have you heard of, like, job fairs? Well, this isn't that. But it is a people of God fair that we will have for you downstairs where each and every ministry on this card will be represented at a table scattered around the basement. And the whole purpose is so you can come and find out more about where and what you can plug into and who you can plug into with and loving God and loving others. Think of it! We want to give you a chance to meet the contact people listed on the card together with those already involved in these groups to say, Hello! Do you think I could help? Meet them. Ask them questions. Get to know them a bit. Sign up to walk with them at least for a while. Check it out. Those people may be weird, but they don't bite. Often. It's a people of God fair. And, can't even believe we're about to do this. And, if you'll come and meet at least one person from one of these here people groups, visit one table at least, we will have for you free, that's good value free, we will have for you free donuts. Free donuts for your trouble of participating in the People of God Fair. We ran out of coffee tokens last week because of all of your wooden block words. So coffee is still a buck, but free donuts! And no, Sage, you can't sneak downstairs and swipe a free donut without meeting someone from at least one group. We'll have security watching for you, Chris. And Chris, my wife, in fact, would love it if you stopped by the All Your Might Women's Fitness table. She has something special for you. (laughs) Won't you come and check it out? Please, make this year the year where you'll try again to plug in or commit to continue plugging in And with even that bit of decision and resolve on your part, to just give it a try. Just watch what God will do to you and through you. Just watch. Please. Now, this is for everyone. Not just new peoples checking out the church. But for all y'all, West Bowles veterans too, everyone, That's pretty inclusive. Everyone to meet and greet and talk about for an hour the loving God, loving others opportunities for us together in this here church. So take your card home with you this morning. Look it over. Develop a game plan for visiting any group that interests you even a little. It's like going to Disney World. You need a game plan or you'll miss your favorite ride for you or in this case group. Take it, read it, look it over, pray about it. Circle the ones that you will as God gives you strength and courage. 
check the ones that you'll visit next Sunday morning from 9 to 10 o'clock. Will you do this? Oh, no, six people will. (laughs) Will you do this? And then there's more. Yes! Of course, at 10 o'clock, the people of God Fair will spill out up here into the sanctuary sanctuary here for a time of communion together, our first of 2010. And during that service, you will be given even another opportunity to plug in. In fact, you'll be given the opportunity to make a covenant. (laughs) Yes, you've read about covenants. You know about covenants. You married folks are already in a marriage covenant. But next week, right here, everyone will be given the chance to make a covenant, a covenant with God, no less. Okay, say these words after me please. Wow! We don't want to miss next week. People of God Fair at 9. Free donuts at 9. Communion at 10. Make a covenant at 10. Excellent preaching by Pastor Todd at 10. Isn't he great? Oh, no. And so humble. By Jove, I think you've got it. See you next week, starting at 9 o'clock sharp. You can do this. I have no doubt. But will you? Please don't miss it. I know I won't. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you for God-sized challenges that require us to bend our knee and to seek humbly and desperately after you. And this God-sized challenge that you've laid before us pushes against our culture of individuality and playing it safe and having lots of relationships only an inch deep rather than delving and digging for the true gold of intimate relationship that you can use to reach a world for you. Give us that strength, that guts, that courage, that motivation, that desire to act on it so that the world may know that there is a God and salvation in Jesus and Jesus' name alone. Please, Father, be alive in the hearts and minds of your peoples this week as they consider whether they are being called to plug into here with us, with this people of God. We'd love to have them all, as you know. Let them know. Let them know where you want them. Let them know where you want to shape and challenge and mold them. Let them know. Show them enough light on the path to see where it is that you would like them to bring their strengths and experiences and knowledge to help us love God and love others. In Jesus' name, all God's people said, Amen. Would you stand, please, for God's benediction, His good words. Hear, O people of God, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. And love your neighbor as yourself. In Jesus' name, all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Go in peace. God bless you all.